0: And then there was only four remaining in the World Cup. Samoa head back for a rematch with England after being demolished 60-6 in their first game of the tournament. We get a chance to seek a little bit of redemption. And on the other side of the draw, old foes, England and Australia, advanced as to be expected. New Zealand and Australia. New Zealand and Australia, sorry. <clears throat> Losing the plot over here. But uh, probably no surprises, I think, the one that people were more 50-50 on was obviously the Tonga-Samoa game boxer, which turned out to be a pretty good game of football. But Samoa um, certainly turned things around from the way they started, yeah, that's for I, sure.
1: I think the games have been pretty ordinary, I've got to be honest. But, the yeah, the closer ones are obviously better to watch. Mm. That's about as, as, yeah, complimentary I could be about some of the footy I saw on the weekend. Uh, hopefully, yeah, we get a good contest, Australia and New Zealand. And I think England might be a little bit of fool's gold. I sort of watch their game and yeah, I, I think there's some holes that Samoa can put in them I don't know whether, you know whether Samoa can sort of identify it and, and do it obviously I, I see what I see through my eyes it doesn't mean that everyone else sees it that way but yeah, I think England are, are fairly structured they're a fairly structured team so if Samoa can get out there and and make it a Samoan style of a game I think they'll they'll cause England some problems
0: Mm, and the other two games, England, you know, I
1: think England are playing with the most enthusiasm. They look the team with yeah, the most energy. They've got, cup,
0: yeah, I get that point but, to prove.
1: Well, yeah, what what point to prove? Every oh, team's got a point to prove. You want to win big. it, you're there to win it. So I I've been, I was surprised at how lackadaisical both Australia and New Zealand were on the weekend. That that did surprise me because I expected that come the quarters they'd get their you can shoes on. But yeah, they they both fluffed around to a degree. Australia really, apart from some long shifts on their left side, didn't really construct a lot of tries. A lot of the tries were strips or just simple one-on-one missed tackles, pass back through the middle of the field, um, kicks. But uh, Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't I wasn't impressed with any side, really. It probably, yeah, it's going to be an interesting weekend. How, how you line up Australia and New Zealand's form and then what team <laughs> the coaches pick because that that's probably been the biggest talking point in the World Cup is... The games that are played before the game, just in selections and mm, some of the tactics that have been employed in terms of team structure.
0: But yeah, well, back to like you said, those two results obviously uh, weren't the most glowing. Both first half blowouts. Australia, I think, were thirty zip. England, thirty eight nil. Both didn't go in. The second half got fairly sloppy. Uh, and then you had the Fiji New Zealand game, which a lot of people thought Fiji were hard done by. I, I sort of thought the call. For the penalty beforehand, where Valame, you know, he was pushed a little bit, but I thought Sebo just dropped that cold. I didn't think that affected it at all, so I didn't agree with that call. People talking about the strip call, like he's pushing away, he's kick out playing at the ball. Like, I think there's intent there to play to the ball, so it's it's a 50 But um, that nah, penalty, bullshit.
1: we both agreed that that wasn't a penalty. That
0: yeah, Are you talking about Valame or the strip? The strip,
1: the one where they they ruled it a strip and they kicked the penalty. Mm. Yeah, I didn't think it was a strip. I thought he dropped the oh.
0: ball. Well, I thought the other one, same deal. I didn't think it was a penalty. When uh, Valame got the little bit of a shove, I thought it had no effect on the play. Mm. And again, I know they say you, you're you right to hold your line, this, that, and the other. But looking at the replay over and over again, I'm like, despite the little shove, I just thought Seve dropped a cold. So um, in the end, if I'm being you know, mm. a, a little bit selfish, I'm kind of glad that New Zealand did find a way through because I don't even think they've played close to their best football yet. I think they're probably... No, I
1: haven't. And that, that, there's no guarantee that they're going to. No. They've only got one game to
0: produce it. And yeah. that was the point I was just about to make. I think they've probably disappointed me more than anyone because I think they've been very individual. But at the same time, pool games, Hughes wasn't available for two of them. You know, last 20 was sort of playing injured. Dallin's been in and out. Lajota's only played one game. Like, they've sort of limped their way through. Murata only lasted one game. I, I think their biggest concern is that sort of side of things. They haven't got any continuity, those guys that were red hot in the NRL, um, you know, he, yeah, well, it's he, a
1: long year, exactly,
0: right? but even between Fish and Depine and <laughs> Nelson, there's a lot of guys there I don't think have played their best game, so hoping and thinking like you're saying, hoping was hoping to see the ass kicking shoes come on for the weekend, but thinking if they were going to pull out their best punch, you'd want it to be this week, yeah. and you'd think they'd need no more motivation than playing Australia, so I'm hoping a lot of those guys bring their best game, because we certainly haven't seen it yet, and we talked about it the other week. It is hard to draw a form line, especially with who they play in the pools and who's been playing in you their teams in general. So, this game, even as a market, like I saw the way it was framed and thought, I, you know, New Zealand at four fifty or four sixty or whatever they were, I thought looked pretty good odds because I, I don't really think until they get on the field and play that night you can make a judgment call at all. Um, the other side of it, similarity self, I, I thought, you know, Samoa the first week with the, the sort of feedback we got from people that we know are over there. I'm not saying that was the only reason they copped the score that they did, but I certainly think they're in a different place to where they were when they first arrived. Mm. Can they win? Mm. Similar point. I guess it comes down to this point. First game, just absolutely zero control, kick terribly, discipline was awful, and I expect all those little things that I thought they would bring to be there in this game, which I'd was
1: I'd be shocked if if a team outside of Australia and New Zealand won it, I'd be shocked.
0: Mm. Oh,
1: England England might enthuse their way to the World Cup. Because I certainly don't think they've got more talent than Australia and New Zealand but they've, as I said they've got far more enthusiasm at the moment they're playing with a lot of energy
0: I mm. well, said at the preview I thought the biggest worry I sort of had was more spine and then what they could get out of the Super League style players because I think their best players have been the NRL guys the forwards have been brilliant the guys in that pack side of things the two, the outside backs like Herbie Farmworth has looked outstanding Dom Young's been great but the, the guys that they've sort of had meshed in from that side of things I think have been brilliant um yeah, I guess we'll see how things play out but quick review of those games from the weekend the Australia 11-on-1, not a lot to review there 48-4, to similar point to what you made before, I guess there wasn't a lot to take out of it in terms of style of football changes in lineup, um, and what we, we get this week God knows at the moment he's named 19 he's got Hunt and Regan Campbell-Gillard there to potentially come back in but at the moment, as it stands and surely he won't go this way with the 19, I'm assuming it's just named this way. He's got both Hookers and Daly D- Cherry Evans. If you go into a game against New Zealand with Hunt starting, Harry on the bench and Daly I- Cherry Evans... I don't even
1: know what we're talking about. I I'm not we a- really need to talk about it, but it's just fucking ridiculous. It's-
0: uh, I- I'm assuming late <clears throat> Cherry Evans would be the one for me who misses out naturally. I'd yeah. go with the dual nines and you've got automatic cover for half already in Hunt. And then I'd pick Regan Campbell-Gillard and go with three just forwards.
1: Pick your best team. Put your best team down and like I say beat it. You uh,
0: yeah. happy with Whiten being the other centre? They've got Luttrell and Fox. Left-hand side with Crichton, right-hand I have, side. i have Burton. Yep, you'd have Burton. Yep. Well, even if he plays on the right, not left.
1: Yeah, I don't care. He's more a centre than Whiten is, in my opinion.
0: So they've gone Whiten on the right with Val. Um, and obviously, Nathan, Liam Martin. And Look, I'd,
1: I'd lean more to playing Whiten and Hunt on the bench. Because at least well, you know play Whiten play... No, like, well, yeah, you could play one at nine, you could play the other in the back row centre. Like, I could justify that more than playing Hunt and Cherry Evans on the bench. I'm
0: just saying playing one at nine.
1: No, I, I wouldn't do it, but what I'm saying is I'd, I'd more do that than I would the way that they've named it. I think they have named it because for piss and wind. Let's be honest. There's no way that that's the way they're going to go. Yeah. And if they do, they need to get off the Hong Kongs.
0: Mm. Well, 30 zip, like I said, at halftime, but a poor second half.
1: How are New Zealand going to beat Australia? What's their plan going to be? They're going to try and roll through the middle and be physical. Mm -hmm. So we need to have three fours on the bench.
0: You can't carry. I'm I'm fine with them having Hunt because they Hunt, like I said, ticks all those boxes and covers all those spots. The Cherry Evans one for now. I'm just sitting there going, sure, that's just a G up until game day and they roll Regan. A lot of people
1: have got a short memory because the last time we played a team that was any good, it was Tonga and they kicked their ass. We haven't played New Zealand in... Just, it must be almost four years now, is it? Three or four years.
0: Well, we hadn't played a test. The last
1: game we played against Tom- a good team was Tonga and they kicked their ass. It's 2019, I think. So I don't know where this arrogance come, comes from in these games. Just pick your best team and focus on yourself.
0: Hmm. Well, again, like you said, second half here year was not a true reflection and not something they're going to be able to bring to New Zealand. 66% for the game, 15 errors. They really packed it up. Um, clearly, he's goal-kicking as well. Real surprising. Like, I know, he's getting plenty of practice, but he's been <sighs> kicking terribly. Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know what to make of it,
1: man. Hmm. They're well, saying again, it's the balls, but the balls to me they look like Stevens.
0: Exactly. So I don't, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm are the balls interested. are the
1: balls cold? Is it like it looks cold over there? I don't
0: know. I mean,
1: like being a former goalkeeper, a fucking cold ball is hard to kick. It's not easy to kick. Uh, has he got the You Might just have the yips. You just go through little phases where you don't hit the ball cleanly. And well, is he doing as much practice? I was about to probably, say I, Probably I mean, not. If it's like,
0: conditions, it's probably more the practice thing because we've seen Reece Martin kicked. Really well, it's practice well. in the conditions. I don't know he lives, he's been playing over there and living there, but Brandon Wakeham kicked the last 12 in a row. I was, well, They've seen a few guys kicking him just slightly. Like, well, he's
1: Maybe.
0: One particularly know. who's been struggling. And New Zealand have obviously been terrible with their goal kicking, but Rapana on the weekend got the radar on when it mattered most. He was four from five. The only one he missed was from the sideline. So that was one thing I was looking at them and going, they need to, <coughs> need to certainly clean that up for a bigger game. Yeah, um, yeah you'd think so. But yeah, in terms of Lebanon, um, you, you got what you expected. I think they were pretty good for the tournament side of things. I think Checker considering he's, you know, from a completely different code, done a pretty good job. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he had your moments there where Moses stepped up and you've got the outside of it where you get to see the emergence of a young guy like Khalid Rajid for the Bulldogs and uh, Zakem from the Parramatta. I'm not sure if he's been upgraded or he's going to get a pre-season or what to go is there. And we already knew about Karaz, but there's another one there in uh, Morcos, who's down at Canberra. So that was some positive uh, for the Lebanon team of that campaign. Although, oh,
1: yeah. Thanks, they certainly
0: yeah. gave New Zealand... More than they could handle in the first game, which was good. So, overall, yep. I'd say making the finals is a good result yep. for them.
1: overachievement. So, good for them.
0: And Australia, like you said, more I'm, I'm, my questions are the things that you don't get out of these games that just mean nothing, which is the combination between our oh, halves. My
1: concern is they're just so left-side heavy. Spine. It's just land to the right and shift left, and if that doesn't work, then we just go back to the right to shift left. We look yeah, pretty easy to – not easy to handle because the players who get the ball are not easy to tackle. And you know that double block shape where Cleary runs the little drop, and you know goes from sort of slow to fast. Oh, that play has been very successful for Penrith, and the players that are running it are going to be difficult to handle. But yeah, I I just feel as though that's that's the way that they're going to go. I, I don't know whether there's not much link between Munster and Cleary. They don't they don't often stack on the one side of the field a lot.
0: Mm. This is the point I'm making. And Tedesco
1: is not. Not a swing player, so they're, they're sort of trying to play a style to complement all three of them. And I don't really feel as though we've found any fluency yet.
0: No, they're all dominant in their own way, and their teams and play a certain way. And they're trying to do that, like you said, it's almost three different styles. You've got Teddy who's heavy. Well, their
1: strengths are three different things. Yeah, yeah.
0: Teddy's heavy through the middle and channeling and really
1: complement each other,
0: pushing on the ball and just sort of working and grinding his way. And he, like you said, sometimes he swings or jumps down.
1: Which is the issue that New South Wales have had. We have, since Maloney's sort of gone out of the team and I know Maloney was often a a, a runner as well but clearly sort of struggled while he hasn't had you know that that passing 58 with him like he struggles with blue um, at origin level he struggles with white at origin level I think he's probably crying out for someone who he can link up with and ball play a little bit with I think that'd really open up his game a lot and jerome has got Far better at that than what he was when he first came into first grade. First came into first grade, he was more a runner. He just a runner. Now he's yeah. he's really developed his passing game. But uh, yeah, monster, monsters are very off the cuff player, which, which which is cool. But uh, it's going to take some time for them to work through that combination. I don't feel as though they've mm, they've this, struck this it up. The and in a tournament it. style, you know, you don't you just don't have that time. And they, the Aussie players and Malleseta, they then they're not training. No, nah, i not doing a lot of showing. But they
0: so, also, the point is, you is can't showing on the field. It's hard to build those combinations or get to those areas when you're not pushed to. Like you said, they've been scoring off simple tips, shift yeah. plays, broken tackles. Like they haven't had to reach into the kit bag or really construct or build pressure or. And they might not yet have to use shape. You know, any you of that sort of stuff.
1: They might come out and blow New Zealand away and blow England away
0: That's or the tomorrow. Away, you don't you know, know how's it all going to come together this week. Um, and... That's probably the biggest thing there, yeah, but we'll, we'll move on from the Australia-Lebanon game. Uh, like we said, good effort by Lebanon side to get to that corner final, and some good young players there for people to watch out for heading into the NRL this year. England, as you said, similar deal. It was 38-zip or 36-zip at halftime. That game was over the first 25. They just, yeah. Papua New Guinea had no ball. Um, the first try, it's always a worrying sign when a front row crashes over, and then they scored three times off kicks. The one that really summed it up for me is when Alex Johnston drops that ball back in the you know, from the end goal. And they scored just from a simple grounding. And England, much like Australia, scrappy second half, not as clinical, finished off with a couple of nice moments. But bar the Samoa game, which didn't go anything like I expected it to, I find it really hard to get much form out of Because at the same point, they haven't been put under pressure. No one's built pressure. No one's cycled with them. They haven't been pressed to really well, do it. Well,
1: Samoa did for 50 minutes. And then they just put the queue in the rack. And England just ran an absolute train on them. So, I, yeah, I think there's, there's a formula there. Samoa can... Samoa need to not play that style of game. Not try and cycle with England. Like, I, I guess to a degree you have to do it, right? But they they also need to um, enforce their style of footy on England. Because that's what Australia and New Zealand will do. Well, I think and we've the, seen England just crumble.
0: The two things that I thought would be... the part of their game that would impress me most they didn't do the first game which was I thought they'd be do- dominant in yardage and I thought their forward pack would lay a platform for second phase which on the weekend against Tonga they had twice as many offloads twice as many tackle mm. breaks and I thought they excelled in both those areas which they did not the first game yeah they've warmed into their style like, Paulo, there Oregon and play,
1: play your style yeah
0: dominate off your forwards get good set starts off Toto, oh, Tailan, Suoli, etc and then it's up to Lui and Milford who have again slowly started to look better to put the icing on things and that's probably my biggest thing for this weekend is set finishes um, I, I think they'll definitely bring those two elements they didn't game one and just a bit of discipline like they made errors coming out of yardage they put more pressure on themselves but if they bring that power game from the backfield and through the middle yeah, and generate right. from
1: six yeah set finishes but it's also discipline when the other team's coming out and not giving England a short field like give them a long field and be physical with them mm.
0: but um yeah, England, again, like I said, similar questions I have after that Papua New Guinea game. How are they going to play? Is it going to work? Um, it's been pretty straightforward. They've had a lot of easy tip-tip football. Haas running pretty freely. Forward packs being dominant. Like They're scoring pretty simple tries. Mm. So we're going to see things put into play round two against Samoa. And again, I'm certainly expecting a much better showing from Samoa this week. But yeah. PNG, similar deal. Um, I think there was some real positives to come out of what they did. There's some guys there looking like they're going to get some opportunities. Kyle Labert is being talked about from a few Super League clubs and a bit of interest. He's been there at Queensland Cup for a while. Both the wingers, Roderick Ty and Jimmy Nutlick, I think he's contracted to the Tigers. They're talking about him doing a pre-season. It's a
1: bit of a false economy. Like I,
0: I know at the but moment, teams are
1: looking, and the guys who are doing their recruitment now should be sacked. To be honest, well, like, thinking, they should have done their recruitment all year. You shouldn't that. shouldn't be recruiting now.
0: But you can do training trials. You can bring yeah, that's there's, cool. There's, I'm I saying, there's other avenues that, to get guys yeah. in. Like, if you're scratching around
1: trying to recruit now, this is where then,
0: Justin Ollam got picked up from Melbourne from the World Cup. Yeah, great. couple of ones prior. So. Great.
1: So that's one. I'm just who of else? There's of there the World Cup in and sort of been a regular first grade
0: Whether they get a training trial yeah. or a cup deal, so yeah, some things like that. Leave it. I think more.
1: Look, let's be honest. P and G are a cup team. They play in the Queensland Cup, and the Queensland Cup isn't as good as the New South Wales Cup. The Queensland Cup is probably somewhere between the Ron Massey in New South Wales and the New South Wales Cup.
0: I certainly think there's a few guys there that aren't standard. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, pape has been here before, gone over, done well. I'd be interested to see how he plays in the Super League next year. But,
1: yeah, I, I think it's a bit of... Yeah, sort of overstating... You know, the achievements of some of these teams. But I guess it's a little bit of recency bias as well. You just what you've last seen is what you've last seen and that's what is well, most present in your not mind. Not only
0: rep players but I mean opportunities. Mm. Like some for some people this is the opportunity that they need or oh, I get it. Get yeah, yourself 100%, out I get there. it. So there's a few guys there that may get a look in.
1: There's a lot of guys doing themselves plenty of favours as well. Like they're, they're certainly not hurting themselves.
0: Mm. I like Someone like Labour in particular watching the tournament again I've always sort of wondered what if it was just the fact he's happy where he is and he's a local up there to not go to Super League or not be somewhere. Um, but I think he'd well and truly.
1: Well, you've got to pick your whole life up and move yeah, over. Yeah, I know.
0: Well and truly fit in if he's interested in uh, taking that opportunity. So similar deal again. I think they achieved what they should have achieved. They got to the finals, uh, come up against a better side. Yeah,
1: they just got spanked.
0: England did what you expected. Like expect
1: them to a step on the week. Like really, it was, it was 40 after 25 minutes or something. Yeah, it was, was 30 at of half time. No,
0: but so. yeah, that's conceded six in the first 25. They had no football. Mm. Uh, like I said, England have been dominant in every facet but again I don't think they've had a real game yet bar the first one and I expect a much better Samoa we'll see this time around uh, New Zealand Fiji well this was the one that really blew me away just probably the, the, the thing again that bothered me more and just watching the whole way through has just been it's been very individual it's been like moments of brilliance from Joey Manu or someone just taking it off their own back it hasn't looked like a collective offensively you're talking offensively and defensively.
1: Defensively they've been horrible.
0: And like watching Charles play centre just blows my mind. It's the first try was just blatant. Like everyone's come in and done their job on their inside and he's sort of caught between do I go in and out and Kevin Aguama literally drives a truck through the hole. And I heard I can't remember what the commentator was, the Pommy commentator saying Dylan Brown's bit like, Dylan Brown's done his job. The one who's let the chain down there's the guy who can't decide whether he wants to follow or go. You follow your inside. He's just stopped completely. The other side of the field, the Rapana one was a poor Decision as well, where he's jumped in front of the center and he hit you and tried to, you know, murder somebody, and it's just a simple tip and finish off. So full credit to Fiji when they got to 12 zip, and with the lineup, they they went over their under strength as well. They had some guys pull out late, um, but you know New Zealand had their moments. That scrum play they made things look very very simple. Uh, you know the Manu moment at the end where they got themselves back even was just again another one of those moments of brilliance. They were very left side heavy as well. They stripped them there a few times have to pay again some credit some of the try saves. Naguama won on half time on Mulitalo. The one that Wakeham and Sivo had on Mulitalo was a cracker. I thought for sure that ball got to the ground, but somehow they basically made him float on air. They stopped Manu multiple times and they probably couldn't have done much more than what, you know, they did and then that led to, like I said, later in the game, obviously the moment that a lot of people were frustrated with, which was the strip penalty on Kikiao and Manu. Um, which many feel obviously was the big turning point there for New Zealand to kick that two, and then they've obviously iced it on full time with the try. Mm. So, if I'm being honest, like I said, I, I, I understand why people feel Fiji were a little hard done by. But if I'm being completely honest, if Fiji got through, this week would not be worth watching. And that's no offence to Fiji; it would well, have been. Be, a, but they did Would sorry. have been an awesome result, and full credit to them. If they would have got through, it would have been massive. But I would have not felt anywhere near the same way about this game. And as much as I I've never said,
1: felt like they were going to win that game.
0: New Zealand's been disappointed. Their best game, if they put it together, is enough to beat Australia and win this tournament. The question is, will we see? It? Um, but worry again, similar to what you said, just selections. You know, having Chance at centre bothers me. Nelson playing in the back row instead of having Papa Lee and boosting your middle rotation. There's just, there's just a few things there. Like even Foreign, I, I love Kieran Foreign, but to me, he's a half or he's nothing. So if you're going to carry a uh, cover, ca- uh, sorry, cover on your bench and want to carry someone I'd rather have a Marshall King who's going to play nine halves that like has the, the potential to play a few positions mm. I don't really want to see foreign playing 10 random minutes at dummy half he's either in my halves or he's not my team
1: yeah
0: we um, and similar to the middle rotation what they're rolling with at the moment is Jesse Jared obviously got suspended again and he hasn't been named at all in the squad for this week but to push Papa Nicora Nakora and a few of these guys on your bench and carry all these random back rows might have you just pick your best middle and put your back rows in the back row like, I want Nelson with Fish, and if Laota's available this week, I want that three-man rotation. I want Papali playing on edge. Um, I, I still feel like Jesse and Kenny, a little bit underwhelming, and they're very loyal to a couple of their veteran players, but then this week, they have Big Jared. I'm like, that's sort of where my head's at if I'm Michael McGuire. I just want my best team on the field. That'd be smart. So, uh, the way they've named it, though, is Jared's not in, and they're two guys on the extended bench at this point in time, Dallin, and Moses. So, given fitness issues, they may or may not play. If not, it's the same 17 I think as last week. So, if Chance is there again on that left hand side, like you're talking about with Australia, they need to work on getting to the right. They need to get football there. Yeah, Find good. ways to flip the field or even get Latrell to swing if they want to try and double up or get White and one on one, get him some early ball. Because if Chance is out there again, that's where I'm going all day. Um, yeah, that'd be a real focus for me, but well,
1: they're going to be going left.
0: Well, they're going to have Sit to. If you're watching the video, you I'm right now. Well, we need to find well, ways to get back the other way. Have to, because
1: well, let's see if it happens.
0: That's the spot where they bled a few times.
1: And I've got no faith that's going to happen.
0: The other question, I guess, is if they're at their best with their middles. That's why I'm sitting there looking at his rotation. Going, you have to pick the third middle. Have to. Um,
1: um, we'll see.
0: We'll wait and see how that one plays out. But again, full credit to Fiji after disappointing start. They certainly surged their way through. And like I said, late pullouts. You know, they didn't get. Either the Safidis, um, a couple of guys uh, in the Sims as well. Corbin obviously joined a bit later, but there was a few they thought they were going to get. But again, great opportunity for some younger guys. Wong from the Roosters, the fact that that kid's only 18, turn of 19, I thought he really handled himself quite well. He's looking like yeah. a fairly you know, bright prospect in terms of what he's going to do in the future. I think it's Taniela Sedragu. He was contracted last year with the Cowboys. He was like a seventh winger. They've been playing him as a 13. He's a big body. I think he's only young. So, again, more another pre-season, another opportunity. Um, and then, obviously, a couple of their veterans did very, very well. Kev, Tui, Kikau in the pool stages, and Taruva. Taruva, obviously, really put himself on the radar over that mid-year game, and he had those few opportunities with yeah, Penrith. But Again,
1: look, like, if you've been doing your recruiting and watching, you know that he's you shouldn't take the World Cup.
0: Well, if you that's why it's smart by Penrith, if they cool. locked him up early. Everyone watching now will be ringing and knocking on the door, and if you're Penrith is saying, too bad, so sad, you've had... Should have been watching. Time to be watching. for the last four years. We've got him now locked in for a couple of years and we're not letting him go anywhere. So, um, yeah, there were some positives. And again, good result for them. But Tonga-Samoa, that was the closest uh, game besides that one with New Zealand and Fiji. And in the end, it was Samoa. So, full circle. After one game, they were bagging out Matt Parrish and saying they should have given to the Johns brothers and Sonny Bill, this, that, and the other. And now they're in the semi-final of the World Cup. So, uh, they've certainly warmed their way into things. It wasn't the ideal starting. and... Mm-hmm. It hasn't been about its challenges either. Like I said, first game, they lost three players from the tournament. They had to call up a couple of the English-based Samoan players. Um, then they lost a couple more along the way. They've just found out that Junior Paulo had his suspension overturned and Suali'i only got a caution. So luckily for them, that would have been pretty much a hammer blow, I think, if both of them got suspended. They can't mm-hmm. afford to lose anyone else with what they've got available to them with the injuries they've already had. Um, but, yeah, they they found their way back. And this game was similar. There was some moments on both sides that were disappointing. Um, I think the first one, Katoa, you know, you're an 18-year-old kid that shows that greenness. It's just a simple out in line by Suwa, Hopawati falls over, and then, obviously, immediately they get a response. Suwa let you with that knee lift, which, to be honest, looked terrible. Um, I know he's been cautioned a few times over here, but I was very surprised... Uh, that he got off again, but like you said, different judiciary, different setup for the internationals. But that led to them getting their first try, stripped them way too easily mm-hmm. on that left hand side, and then it was just a bit of a, a bit of a grind for a period of time there. The little I try was the probably the worst one I think I've seen. Three or four guys over chased on a shift play there, and we're all heading out to the wing, and he just drove an absolute truck to that gap to get back to the post mm. But the one at the end was the one that really got me. The kick for Toto. Everyone was more interested in. Trying to shepherd or get around Stephen Crichton. There was two unmarked players out there when that ball bounced. I don't know what they were doing. No, man. Um, but the penalty goal prior to that, as well, from Felice in the strip, got him the eight point advantage. Tonga gave themselves a late hope there, with Kaloma Tungi come up with a great pick up on a poor kick from Jerome, which turned into a quick play of the ball, and they literally just went 80 metres the other way. Katoa pushed through uh, with Moses Suli and late there with a couple of plays left. Two of Mala here decided it was an idea to try and throw a grubber kick in with two or three plays to guard. Didn't <coughs> didn't think that I just would have used all your tackles and tried to win the game, but uh Samoa get away with that
1: one. Um not yeah, neither team were they weren't great. Sort of at their best. I don't, I don't think they fielded their strongest teams. No. Nah. They left some players here and some players injured and Yeah. A good result for Samoa, a huge result.
0: Yeah, and again I've been a bit surprised. Like, Tago's injured. I've got no problem with Laffey. I think Laffey's been good, um, considering a late fill-in. Sauer, Liggy Sao coming into play in the back row sort of surprised me, but he's done his job. Um, in terms of other players, like, I thought maybe he would have given Kelmer or Tulagi or someone else that sort of spot, but sort of limited minutes off the bench. Mm. But their middles have certainly got back to what you expected. I think Oregon and Hunt have certainly, you know, raised the standard, and Paul Papali have been into the tournament. They were both great the other day. Um, Milford, who I was very critical of and basically thinking I would have gone with Harris Devito or somebody else, played his best game in a long time. He's shot better
1: of the match. They're going to need that
0: because, mm. you know, that, that's that's that been lacking. And I know he's been in and out in the last few years, been a bit of a mixed bag. But the first game, like I said, the kicking options play five between him and Jerome. Um, they look like they've come together mm. much better than what they have, which is, again, they, they've had some adversity, obviously, to get to this point. So not a bad result, but. On the Tonga side of things, you know, it's just the small stuff. I said again, you got Lola here, and you look at your spine like we talked about before the game. Hapa hasn't played all the tournament. They go with him for the final. He wasn't bad, but out of the options they sort of had there, and how he used the forwards and who he picked, again, there was always going to be good players that missed out. But yeah, I don't think I completely agree with all the selections. And then there's what we've talked about before, We're like just more reflecting on the Penrith side of things. Saw so the brilliance of Sony to put the deft little kick in to set up Tokioho, but then obviously saw the flip side what we were talking about, that Penrith are going to have to probably come up with some stuff to support him in defence, because they just spotted him up as soon as he got on the field. That last try they got was Sualee and a few guys just going straight through him. You've got to
1: take the good with the bad. I know but that. You're going to get that.
0: But I'm saying, from a coaching perspective, you'd hope that Penrith are going to move him around a little bit and not just isolate him. Hmm. Like, if you're just going to sit him there in the middle, he's the well, guy he's smart. Done.
1: Like, we attacked the shit out of him when we played him this year, and there were times where... He was playing centre. There were times there left centre. He'd go to right wing. That's what I mean. To avoid us, you
0: know. Like I hope they do that when he. We got gets our in.
1: numbers up on him early, and then he's just too smart.
0: Because it's that exact point we're making. Like Kenny can't do what Luke can do in attack, but he's a great defender.
1: And so, like some of the boys are saying at half time in that game, like we fucking can't find him. And yeah, then on the and flip that
0: just shows you that he's, he's intelligent the brilliance and the manipulation the kicking games all great but obviously he can't defend like Kenny but I think Penriff are going to be smart enough to obviously maximize what he does yeah. and move him around and yeah um, overall Christian wolf looked a, a little disappointed but oh, sorry should be yeah it's uh, not what they're after Toki Aho thought was good Tamalolo um but yeah overall I guess probably the, the most exciting thing I saw for them at the tournament was, uh, I've been wondering about Katara, It's been a bit of a weird year with what happened at Penrith. I don't think they're going to throw him in the deep end straight away at the Dolphins. I certainly don't hope they do with O'Sullivan and Milford being there. At least give him some time in Cup and maybe a taste this year. But for an 18-year-old to uh, sort of show some of the signs he did, he, he looks quite the play. Yeah, he's he
1: killed New South Wales Cup here. So so very interesting. I think he'll handle own Cup. Yeah, very of
0: interesting to see uh, how he develops over the next year and... Um, yeah, they move on from there. So, like we said, that's the quarters. Looking at the uh, semi finals, Australia, New Zealand. Again, biggest question mark in preview on this one. It's just two plays. Uh, I think surely goes with the dual nines and you've got automatic cover and hunt for halves and goes with three forwards on the bench. Surely. Have to. Mm-hmm. Um, They're left side heavy, like you said. And then you've got the New Zealand side of things. Would you make a late change if Dallin and Lauda are available? Like I, I, I couldn't leave Chance at centre. No, probably like, not. I'm like trying that. to figure out how he rotates it now. Like You've got you in the core, though on the bench, and I'd swing Papalini back to the bench. I'd start with. Oh, sorry, I'd put Nelson back to the bench, and I'd start with Papalini at the back row. And Same. I'd yeah. boost my middle rotation. I'd just,
1: yeah, or we'll start Nelson in the front row. And, and push Moses him in the middle. So I'd push win. Jesse Bromwich back.
0: If Moses is available, I'd have him as well. Well, yeah,
1: definitely. I wouldn't I'll, play Jesse.
0: Yeah, I'll, I've said as much during the year watching both of them. Think Kenny I'd still- move
1: Nelson back to the front row and put Jesse back to the bench and, yeah, bring Papali into the back row. Mm. Probably play Murata in the centres.
0: Well, Murata's not available. What's wrong then? He injured a peck. So at the moment on the bench, he's got Papali, Foreign, Nakora, Liu, and the only changes they can make are Laota and Dallin in their extended squad. So I'd probably be putting Nakora in, dropping Charns out of the team all together, rolling Nelson back to the bench and starting properly in the back row. and
1: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com dot com and use promo code Listen to get fifty dollars off your purchase of five hundred dollars or more. That's code Listen at BlueNile.com dot com for fifty dollars off. BlueNile.com, dot com code Listen.
0: I think he's probably again like I, I'm looking at foreign. I don't really want to carry someone to play ten minutes of nine. I would have mm. rather have Marshall King if you want to have nine and a half cover, but um, yeah again, Jesse's the captain so again I know they go with the respect side of things but if Fish Layout Nelson are all available that, that would sort of be where my head's at yeah, but, fair. yeah I don't know I look at both sides and think there's maybe one, a couple of things I don't agree with but if they bring their best game with their forwards um, and obviously hopefully if Hughes is healthy I, I think this could be an absolute belter I'm hoping it's going to be an absolute belter yeah, it could be. But in a couple of World Cups there, New Zealand got the wood on us, and then we sort of wrestled back there for a few years. And then, like you said, it's been four years since COVID the last time. we got a very different-looking team um, to yeah. when we lost to Tonga, but this is certainly going to be an interesting contest. Yeah. Obviously, the pros and cons, like you said, we know, England, uh, we know what New Zealand are going to want to do. Power game. Hopefully break down our ruck, generate second phase, and then it's going to come down to those points, like you said, how you transition your set-ins. Um, how disciplined they are out of yardage and then for us I think we've probably got a slight advantage hopefully you'd think with our kicking game and our back five it's going to be how we get ourselves out of yardage and how we finish our sets as well and can we withstand some of that pressure Um, obvious advantage in terms of skill guys like Yo Murray etc hopefully play a little bit of tip tip football and try and move away from the middle not just play straight into it Uh, but it's a very intriguing matchup Mm. what do you reckon?
1: Oh, I think I've sort of outlined it right. New Zealand are got to stop Australia's left side shift. New Zealand need to yeah, similar to what Samoa need to do, they need to play their own style. They need to be physical. They need to offload. They need to put some fatigue into Australia and I think they really need to pressure Australia's halves from the inside and just make sure that Harry Grant and Ben Hunt have to pass the ball consistently. Mm. Don't allow Australia to roll out an iron. And get Tedesco involved in the game, so, and then if you control that area, if you control the play the ball, and control the speed, it allows you to put that inside pressure on the half. So, that that's going to be the key for New Zealand. And then I'd be fucking laying all over the rock, I'd be doing making it as messy as I possibly can.
0: Yeah, and you've got to kill the pass. If mm-hmm. Tarpani, these sort of guys can't find offloads. And then from
1: there, you got to get your own game on offensively. Yeah, I'd, I'd be looking to. Yeah, I'd be looking to punch Australia in the mouth through the middle of the field, depending on who they pick. And then I'd be moving them around a little bit.
0: Yeah, well, certainly...
1: Be targeting um, targeting the halves.
0: Certainly early doors. If it's Hunt and Jake in the middle, uh, I think they have to get stuck in really early there. Hunt does his job, uh, but again, those two guys can sort of get caught in contests where you can get a quick play of the ball or get tackled around the legs by someone like a Jake and... Get rolling and hop off the back of it, but expecting, like I said, big games because I think fish has been a bit sloppy. Like you said, big season. Nelson, even Tarpany hasn't been his best. So all those sort of guys that have been just plodding along. on if their best game comes this way, this is going to be outstanding. Yeah. But the shining light for them has been Joseph Manu. He's been everything um, in all facets of the game. Australia. If there's if there's any sort of focus wherever he is, you need to have your eyes up because he's been incredible. Yeah, um, exactly. and I think the real key for them and makes him tick which is what worried me when he struggled at the back end of last week's. is Jerome Hughes Jerome Hughes really is the steering wheel and brings that little bit of direction that they lack big time so I think he's a real key for them and that's the same on the flip we want to see the halves and clear in Munster how they combine that goal kicking needs to be better on that general play kicking so uh, I know I said beforehand that I was going to back New Zealand to win it and win the whole thing at the moment I'm going to lean towards Australia but yeah, i got no idea more of it's got to do with like I said I, I don't know how these lineups are going to get picked and the fact that they've had some health issues and guys in and out and haven't really found their best yet I'll, uh, I'll be going with Australia I think but see how that plays out on the weekend and those odds brought to you by bluebet.com.au if you're going to have a bet with anyone make sure you do it with the true blue bookie Australia are $1. twenty favourites <laughs> New Zealand are four sixty. no respect so, like I said, I definitely like the start. You get 12 twelve and a half for New Zealand, one to twelve Australia, three dollars five fifty for New Zealand, thirteen plus Australia, a dollar eighty two, seventeen dollars for New Zealand. England Samoa. Uh, last time they were heavy. Well, they weren't heavy favourites, but they were definitely the favourites. Just favourites. Started at a dollar seventy, I think, and then England were two ten. This time around, England are a dollar thirty three with Bluebet dot au and Samoa a three twenty. Eight and a half start available. 1-12 to 12 England, 280, 480 for Samoa. 13 plus England, 226, 960 uh, there for Samoa at 13 plus. We don't have lineups for that game yet. They haven't been released. I'm assuming they're going to have to be out by tomorrow at a similar time. But I'd expect Samoa to basically come in with the same team. Yeah. Uh, unless Tay healthy, I don't know. Like That's how yeah. it is. Finding news or updates for this has been really hard, what it's been on. The injuries, suspension stuff, I'm about to find on other it's websites. To be honest, it's been... It hasn't been on NRL.com. It's, been, it it's been been reported. Like So I don't know what his injury is, but Lafayre's been doing a solid job. In terms of changes in the back row, I, I don't know if he will make a change. I think he'll stick with what he had last week. So mm. I'm expecting to see Liggy Siao play there on the bench again. Be, you know, Tapio um, and the guys that he had there as well and then on the English side of things similar deal they've rolled through their squad I think they'll be pretty settled Herbie Young I think your only question is who's your centre they've rolled through a couple of different centres on the other side of the field Herbie's definitely one of them but you think they'll go with Watkins or Paul Pierce well, I think they'll probably stick with Watkins so you have Watkins on the right with Dom Young yeah yeah left side you've got Makinson um, obviously with Herbie yeah why would you
1: change it hmm
0: George Williams, uh, you know Macaloran, who I messed up last time. Is at McGeekin who was the back row? Their forward pack's done a good job, but uh, let's see round two. I'm sure Samoa really got a point they want to prove here. But so you, you think that structure for England could get them in a bit of trouble if Samoa turn up with their best game? Obviously,
1: England. The English game is structured. They love structure. They, they're the NRL. Just won the NRL back four or five years when we were block to block and structure and. You know, get it a three-man. Everything's about holding up a three-man.
0: Um, I, I don't know. You think they're just I look
1: playing? At this, yeah, I think they're very structured. They're playing they
0: play. like tram line to tram line, yeah, trying just, to get yeah. six-four splits they take a lot swing. Of, yeah,
1: they take a lot of set-up plays. I just watch them and go like, they're, they're running hard, they're fucking playing hard. Yeah. Like, no doubt about that. Generating quick play balls. Yeah, they're, they're playing good footy. Yeah, no question about that.
0: Just more a question of, like you said, if someone brings again a gun to a gunfight with them rather than a knife. Oh, but you just need and to says let's need know. to have
1: a plan around how you're going to beat them. And I think there is a clear way to beat them. Hmm.
0: Well, in I my f- opinion, yeah, I'll, mean I'll I'm right. It. But the be- I hope the best version of Samoa turns up because this could be a really good game. But hmm. if Paulo Papalee come to the party like they did last week, along with Oregon and Hunt, who I think have been outstanding, and kick the front door in. If Milford and Lua can get off the back of that, I definitely think you can get at similar spots for them. I think you can pick their edges apart and get at those halves. McAllorum. Um, I don't think someone that's really been spotted up yet because, again, they haven't been in a game where someone's been able to spot him yeah. up yet. Being a smaller body. I know who I want to bash a bomb. If Tompkins is the one, anytime I'm in a good kicking position with inside 50, I'm just hurling one up and trying to drag him and ragdoll him. Well, he's
1: the same thing. I just bash him from the inside. Yeah. Just As often as you can hit his inside hip,
0: I think, yeah. and the yardage yeah, okay. shop this time again there was no line speed no effort I think last week because Samoa had a bit too much of a party week one but in yardage this time they can't let Dom Young and these sort of guys just roll up for you last mm. time it was just an absolute circus how easily they were picked apart and even the tries like you said again just from the fact that the ruck was so incredibly quick they just slowly wound in and tightened and tightened and it was just tip tip footy just mm. passed their way around him and just got bags of tries in the corner so um yeah big game needed from Luai and Milford and that forward pack in particular so looking for those two leaders in particular Paulo Papali if you're going to have your best game this is the week to do it pretty much Uh, so interested in this one I I think I had them in our preview making the final I don't know I really don't know I'm sort of like you no I had Samoa I had New Zealand Samoa as my final uh, that the way things are going now, again off form line, it's hard to tell from where the pool game's going. I'm going to favour England slightly, but I'd love to see some other bring their best game and somehow win this. Mm. But similar points to what you've made so far, England have given off that vibe that you know, copped a lot of criticism, Super Leagues cop criticism, English teams cop criticism, and all their players home World Cup final, a lot of energy. You know, maybe that side of things, like you sort of said, gets them across the line. I don't know. But if the best version of Smile turns up, and I hope it does, I definitely think they can win this game. I thought that at the start of the tournament, which is why I had them coming out of the group, and it obviously didn't happen, but I'd love to see it. It would be awesome. But only time will tell, and that one's at the Emirates yeah,
1: that's Arsenal one, yeah.
0: Stadium, so that's pretty cool. Go the final um, Finals, obviously, at Old Trafford. I don't know. Where was the other game? Was that at, it's at Leeds, I think? Le- El- it's the- Ellen Road, isn't it? Where am I thinking it? Ellen Road, Leeds. Yeah, heading So, uh, there you go. But the odds for that one, like we said before, England, the favourites. Would you be confident in taking the start on both teams?
1: No way. No? Nah. Oh, but I'd be taking the 13 and a half New Zealand. Well, that's what I'm saying.
0: I told you, if you had to take a start either way, you didn't have a choice. 12 and a half Australia and New Zealand. You get 12 and a half points start if you take New Zealand.
1: I'm taking New Zealand.
0: And on the flip, eight and a half start, England or Samar. You get eight and a half for Samar.
1: Yeah, I'd take the eight and a half.
0: I think I'd probably right there with you. I'd feel a bit better from ten and a half, but I guess yeah. anyone anyway, would 2 try again. Mm. So there, you yeah. Uh, looking forward to that side of things, but that's sort of where the World Cup is at this point in time. The draw got released today.
1: Who cares? <laughs> Who
0: cares? No, it's, well. A lot of people get excited. Yeah. They start planning trips and fixtures. I'd like to say we are going to Magic Ground final this year, but that's yet to be determined. But that'll be round ten. I think it's the weekend of the 5th or 6th of May, mm-hmm. Friday to Sunday. That one was one I had a particular interest in because of, like I said, obviously something I'd, I'd really like to attend. I think your team's playing the Parramatta Eels. I think the Storm were playing South, Roosters Magic, Cowboys. Uh, That's Magic, uh, Magic Grand. Grand. So I was having a look at what features were on, on each day. Uh, Didn't look like uh, too bad. Round one, we got a good one to go to. Opening night, Storm Eels at comeback Thursday night football yeah. that's pretty good Penrith threw at home Friday night football the night after against the Broncos Kevy rolls into town yeah good uh, Warriors so the early Friday game against the Knights
1: the, how they've still got that fucking game in the draw is ridiculous yeah I have no idea just get rid of it
0: early Saturday game the new regime at Manly under Seabold who's finally been announced starts against Soraldo uh, that's the early Saturday Cowboys Canberra North Queensland that's a pretty good game. Sharky South had a couple of good games last year. That's at points bet. The Priz. Dolphins inaugural game is against the Roosters. Good luck. At Suncourt. That's, uh, that's a pretty harsh <laughs> it's a initiation. Yeah. Dragons fans happy. You get two automated points. You're on the bye. And will uh, in the top eight. The last game of, of round one is your mighty Titans up against the Tigers. Six o'clock Sunday night. Absolute stink bowl. <laughs> what a way to finish round one. Uh, there you go. Draw's been released. Plenty of fixtures again uh, going around country areas. The Warriors finally back home. They have 12 fixtures. I still think they could have done them a little bit of a solid and given.
1: Oh, fucking. How the whole season isn't over there is ridiculous.
0: The other thing, is, well, I didn't really look into it, but this whole pre season tournament they're now starting. I'm like, fuck, how much football do you want to jam in? We've come off the back of two years non stop. The well, back isn't, of this,
1: isn't this on the back of what, this what the players want it?
0: Oh, uh, but yeah, I don't know. They've got the... But be careful what you wish for. World Club Challenge in with a pre-season tournament with a few of the teams involved. They've still got the All-Stars. And we're starting earlier. And it's 27 rounds with three boys. Yeah, I've sort of looked at it and just thought like, if I'm anyone from one of the contenders or a Penrith or a Storm, of Roosters off the back of the World Cup...
1: Well, you know what they're going to
0: do. Anyone with All-Stars or that, if I reckon there's going to be some blokes again playing for a Massey and Cup, they're going to get some call-ups. Well, of course they are. There's going to be a lot of those teams just saying no. And I think this might be one of the most odd starts to a season. You're not going to see the best football, I don't think, at least for four to six weeks. I don't weeks. think you ever do. Because some of these guys are going to come back. They're entitled to an eight-week break. So if you play this week or next and finish up on, say, the 19th, eight weeks in is like early January mm. or mid-January. So there's going to be some guys who are going to come back and basically be in the trials a month later.
1: So uh, essentially.
0: Certainly a, a different year in that regard. It's going to have an impact on the way some teams start which can can hurt at times especially heading to that rep period if you, you don't get things off to a good start but um, I guess the other point here just some contract stuff and bits and bobs as there always is to finish off Titans picked up Aaron Shop from the Bulldogs still under some salary cap pressure they're still trying to move Corey Allen it's basically out and about there now um, well and truly because as you know places place leak like a sieve they're willing to pay half his salary this year just to get rid of him so they weren't, hmm. Corey Allen, they weren't willing well, to budge. He's on half a million. He's got a year to go. They yeah. were happy to pay two fifty or something. State two fifty.
1: They were trying to get rid of him last
0: year. So the roosters and multiple have sniffed around. Out they've come to the party, but there's no guarantee anyone's going to take him. I think they're going to end up paying more than that.
1: Why would you take Corey Allen? How many games did he play last year? Oh, How many right, games right. in reserve?
0: A handful plus injured. Yeah, but I mean, it was you, a bad deal yeah. to start with, and it's still a bad deal now. Yeah. Uh, a bad,
1: it's still a bad deal now. It's a horrible. It's a it's one of the worst deals in the NRL.
0: Obviously, I'm on a fun eye. He's on next to nothing. But they're trying to push him out as well. They've still got to get themselves into some cap shape with all the guys. See, out. I don't
1: mind, Ava. I,
0: well, they're trying to push him out. I,
1: it, I know he's probably a bit long in the tooth, but he was excellent
0: for us last year. They've just announced Declan Casey with a two-year extension, Jackson Depine, got re-signed for a year. Um, they haven't registered Andrew Davy, Franklin Pele. Most of those contracts that everyone knows about aren't even registered yet just because they're doing this reshuffling, um, there were some dogs fans again who were a little bit critical because they literally only just re-signed shot for three years and now they've moved him on so clearly this cap situation isn't great if you are giving people three year extensions and moving them on less than you know every cop does it. twelve months later but yeah making moves there and Titans while they're at it also extended Tino's brother Isaac who's been in their junior system he moves into a development deal of course I did this year and then he gets to Shaq years.
1: Mitchell is it a favour or is he can he play
0: well that's the next one i had here he, he's just got a two-year in a row deal so yeah, he's moved full time into the top squad uh, i thought a good bit of business and there was plenty of talk about a lot of clubs being interested robson has extended with the cowboys not a mega long-term deal but he's put two years on top so obviously they've met somewhere in the middle for the time being there was talk uh, about a return of the dragons and plenty of clubs were sniffing around but he's locked in now until 2025 with the cowboys so i think that's uh Good bit of business. The Tigers, surprise, surprise. They're linked to everybody, including me and you. Um, they're trying to bring Don't think so, people out of retirement. This, that, and the other. Same as last week. Frizzell, Clammer, Bateman, Brown, Moses. Staines is now over the line. They signed Will Smith back from the Super League on a one-year deal. Uh, there's not anyone that they're not linked to, basically. They're trying to buy everybody. Mm. So, interesting times. There's always... At the Tigers and the Sharks and Way Graham have come to a one-year deal. No surprise, that like we talked about. I thought it would be a huge pay cut. Apparently, it is a huge pay cut. And he doesn't expect to be in the 7 And basically said as much this year that he wants to be around. He's happy to play whatever role, whether it's middle, off the bench, or in New South Cup. But he just wants to be there. So, Way Graham, sure. again, transitioning sort of that way out. Manly, like said, finally announced. Anthony Seabold. They extended Zach Fulton by two years. Morgan Boyle re signed for one year. They confirmed those other signings of Ben Condon. Austin Dias, still nothing on the Cooper Johns talk. Kepi extended till 2026. Saab extended to 2026 a few weeks before. And Ruben Garrick, who was heavily linked to Newcastle Knights to play a fullback, has now signed a four year extension until 2027. So they've they handed out some bloody long term deals, manly. Yeah. Got some guys locked in, plus the Dreboyeviches and Cherry Evans until 25 and 26, respectively. Not going to be a lot of roster movement going on there anytime soon. No. Uh, Penrith, I think I said it last time they confirmed it now. Cogger got a one year deal coming back. I think that's a sneaky good pickup. Hoskins from the Broncos two year pickup, good deal. Still no announcement on Falls, Eisenhuth or seven, all still listed um, and apparently in discussions, but no idea. They've been linked again to Adam Kieran, who was there previously and was great in the New South Wales Cup system. He's obviously at the Roosters last year in Peachy return on a one year deal and the last bit that I picked up just before we come on you said it was Andrew McCulloch who Ben Hunt a lot of guys were like well he should be forced to retire because the Dragons basically stuffed up and gave him a multi year deal and they shouldn't have but they reckon he hasn't been there for the first week of training and people have now taken that as he's going to be retired so must have come to a little uh, off the book agreement for a payout I'd assume because he wouldn't be leaving for free No, but and if he's gone to. no he doesn't have to they signed the the, the contract that's their problem mm. But looking at them, same deal. They got Little in, but to address that position, I, I don't know what they're going to do. Because as much as I'm not a huge fan of having him there at this point in time, Little's not a guarantee of health. The only other player they've got in their squad, who they've played there consistently as a utilities and buy. Conor and still not part of their top squad. Or I don't even know if they've re signed him, but he's doing the training trial of the offseason. And then Sullivan, who they're forced to play there at times, doesn't want to play hooker. Mm. So if McCulloch's not there, Little's basically the only real full-time genuine hooker they've got. Good luck. So, interesting. Mm. Quite interesting. But there you go. That's about uh, all the news and talk around the off for now. Oh, except one more bit that we talked about before. This whole CBA thing's just dragged on and there's been lots of crap talk back and forth about you know who's wrong and who's right and the players are greedy and this, that and the other. But they reckon they're going to table a deal of close to one point three billion dollars to the players over a five year period to try and get things done. So they're talking, I think I said to you before, of an increase next year of I think almost two million. I think the cap was about twelve point five million instead of ten point two. And the minimum wage was the big one that we've harped on about for a long time, that you know, the top end are the one who keep receiving these upgrades. The minimum wage is going to go up to it looks like 125,000, which it should have never been. Should have been anything there, probably 10 less years ago, than, because that's the reason what we talk about. It. Every time someone goes There's no depth or no on stage, well they can't afford to. Because if you're getting well, 60 look at someone grand, like
1: Kurt Falls. He's played first grade. At the club has just won two competitions in a row, and he can't even land a deal. So, like, he should be snapped up. He should be. He should be full time player.
0: Yeah, and there's plenty of bad backup halves. Let's put it that way. There's plenty of bad halves in general. Um, but yeah, to the think when people have asked that before, and I was asked by someone when I brought up that the country players get money, and asked the question that there's blokes that I've played with or know of that are out in country who get jobs and get 25, 30 thousand a year just playing park footy. So when people are going, ah, oh, they're all overpaid. Well, not everyone's overpaid. There's some guys that are training trials of developments with kids and families who have to pay rent and relocate every year who are getting 65 grand or 80 grand. That's not cutting it. Yeah. But you wonder why depth or guys leave or go to England and do these things early or bail to the country for jobs in these pay packets and a lower cost of living. This is the reason why. So this minimum wage needs to come in for that reason. If they're going to keep expanding, you need to know that guys that are on the fringe have a reason to stay or can stay and develop. Mm. and that hasn't been possible so that's the one thing I take out of all this all the other cap increases and guys getting mega bucks, I really couldn't give a shit about that side of things because there's plenty of money at the top end it's the guys from 25 to 30 in development being able to actually give them the opportunity to not have to have all those other stresses outside of football and actually give it a crack to play first grade or be a full time football without all those other worries so um, it doesn't say here yet what the development deal is you asked me that before and I guess in that circumstance, it's usually an eighteen-year-old kid or someone who's still at home, so it might be a little bit different. But I think the develop Otherwise. the develop yeah, that's right. You can put an older guy on there and stash it, but the development deal I think was only at sixty to sixty-five thousand. I think that if the other one's one hundred twenty-five, sure, that minimum has to go up to at least eighty to ninety to be like considered a you know a full-time job in the current financial environment. Yeah. But yeah. That'll be tabled. Uh, we'll see if that gets accepted, but it's almost a 20% increase on the salary cap in general over time. Uh, the NRLW, same deal. They're talking three hundred fifty grand up to 800000 how that looks. Squad size, not sure, but they're part of uh, this sort of setup as well moving forward. They're also talking about a potential $300 million funding deal to the clubs. they are obviously been in for more money as well, so it uh, looks like it's going to be a fairly hefty upgrade payday. On all fronts.
1: Well, it looks that eh? way.
0: So, mm. see what happens. But, yeah, there's been plenty of noise and a lot of people misquoted and things taken out of context and everyone attacking well, each other. Welcome to Rugby League. So, yeah, quite interesting. But a lot of clubs have been holding off registering final deals that they've got guys that have agreed to bring on board, but they've been now, waiting.
1: how the clubs don't know the salary cap at this
0: time of the year is yeah. fucking and reference. that's why a lot of them are ropeable and a lot of players are angry different. for the same reason, because... There are some guys, same deal again, on the fringe who are waiting, who are training, who are uninsured, etc. If you're not contracted, who are like, We I can't get a deal until this club knows exactly what they can pay me. And the clubs want to know as well, because if you lock them in, they just get that percentage of your salary count. So they're, you know, wheeling and dealing and diamond for every dollar they can. They want to know exactly what the money is yeah. before they hand over a contract. So hopefully the madness is over and we can stop. Hearing uh, you know, things coming back and forth in both ways and talk about rebel leagues and breakout leagues and Abdo ignoring the clubs like it's just yeah, it's your standard NRL week to week. But mm-hmm. more happy about that bottom end potentially getting what they deserve finally. So there you go. All done, boxhead. Beautiful. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we get two cracker semi-finals, and then we can have a great game of football to look forward to next week, Australia versus New Zealand, England versus Samoa, who will be in the World Cup final. We'll find out very, very soon. Uh, thank you to bluebet.com.au for those odds. Again, if you're going to have a bet with anybody, do it with the true blue bookie and those final numbers there. Australia, $1.35 to win the World Cup. Now, England into second spot ahead of New Zealand at five fifty. So if you're big on New Zealand... They were as short as $5 at one point there. They're back out to $8. Samoa, $13. I don't know if I'd be taking that market, but if you like New Zealand, uh, $8. Price has sort of being re-upped on the flip side. And the other one, Penrose Centre. Yeah, man, Jake. It's that time of year. There's no better time. Things going up. Invest in yourself. Invest in your house. Invest uh, in getting the best results back from your power bills and trying to get into a credit instead of a debit. Tackle that rising power bill we'll head on. There's no one better than the team at Penrith Solar Centre. Visit the website www.penrithsolar.com.au or call 1800 20 29 30 today to try and save yourself and your family some cash. Ola. There you go. Anything else been going on life box here before we wrap up? No. No. Any Any suggestions? People usually like that sort of mm. stuff. You got movies, TV. I've been watching Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. I yeah. heard really good things. I do like it. It's Jason Sudeikis, isn't it? Yeah. I can recommend one that we watched the other day. It was pretty bloody grim, but I thought it was a brilliant movie. Uh, it was the remake of All Quiet on the Western Front. Well, it's, yeah, it's a, it's, dubbed, it's a dubbed movie. Dubbed, it's dubbed in English, but that's yeah. the, it's a German one, isn't it? They've made it on from their perspective. Yeah, it's Netflix. So that was just debuted, I think, at Toronto Film Festival this year. Um, on the German side of things it's pretty bloody grim if I'm being honest but it was That's a r- good. really good movie that Was good. thoroughly enjoyed it and my one I'm going to throw out there I'm well behind the ball here because I just you know it's one of those things growing up you watch them and then I just didn't I never watched the Daniel Craig James yeah, you're an idiot. and then you know I saw one the other night and then I was like you know what I might go from the start so I've sort of been chipping away in 20-30 minute blocks here or there between work and shifts and that but I've watched three of them now Javier Bardem In the third one, that guy is outstanding. No country for old men. He was an absolute weirdo, and he was outstanding. But as the bad, bad man in that one, he is great. Yeah. Some of the quotes, last rat standing. When he pulls you, he's just a twisted human being. Yep. And when M's, like bleeding, he's all gonna go. Oh, what have they done
1: to you? They've hurt you.
0: He's an absolute creep, and I love it. So. I've got two to go. I've got Spectre and the one that was held off for bloody two years, No Time to Die. Have you watched both of them? I've watched all of them. Spectre, No Time to Die, good? They're all good. Because I'm a big fan of Remy Malek, so I was pretty excited all... when I saw that trailer. Yeah. But yeah, go. I've got yeah. two to go.
1: Yeah, but fair, fair way behind the eight ball, mate.
0: Anything else? Other than no, Ted Lasso? No. You watched Dharma, didn't you? I didn't watch Dharma. I watched Dharma. I know a lot of people were big on that. It's not really mine.
1: Oh, I watched the second season of Gangs of London. Is that all right? Yeah, it's, it's gory.
0: But that's right up my alley. Trying to be. Clearly, I said that to you. I was like here for episode five or six of Dharma, I think, with you. And I was just. almost tried to find it. Whether I've got a problem with me or not, I almost found it comical. Some of the stuff he'd come up with or his excuses to his grandma or anyone else. I was like, this is. I don't know whether to laugh or just be absolutely freaked He's out. A bad man. bad man, all right?
1: Dude's drinking at work. We're watching The Walking Dead. Nicole and I and that's got I think maybe two episodes until it finishes it's fucking horrid it's so bad didn't you see that show yeah it was unreal it got so, to a, it got to it's peak in about season 7 season 6 season 7 you were a Game of Thrones person I was Negan going to smacked the fuck out of everyone with a baseball bat cracked skulls and then since then it's just but nothing's happened
0: what about the new Game of Thrones thing I never got into Game of Thrones are you watching House of Dragon or whatever yeah it's finished the first season's finished the first season was good yeah but it's up, up to scratch with Game of Thrones yeah it was good I enjoyed it because I know you were a fan of that I, I don't know yeah I Game of it. Thrones was good I never got on board
1: yeah because you like to live in your little box mate that's why yeah,
0: it's not about living in a box just, huh? I just never got on board just did take I mean, things okay.
1: Never, okay t- just like with the Daniel Craig movies you'll get there
0: I'm quite enjoying. I'm enjoying the bonds. They're good.
1: Yeah. Just- well, fucking welcome to you know, 2010. Welcome to 2010 when Daniel Craig was kicking ass as James Bond. Well, Boy. you're wrong.
0: It was like six or it was 7 a the first one.
1: I think yeah. So five maybe yeah. And then the last one yeah. was uh, released
0: last year. But yeah, quite enjoyed them. Yeah, all right, Just
1: chip
0: else for you I
1: think. What's that? I don't think I've got anything else for you. Well, there you go. Uh, that's it. Just like I'm listening to a good podcast actually. Yeah. Well, that's another one. Throw it out there. Uh, where is it? Oh, it's called The Trojan Horse Affair.
0: People like to listen about our lives, which surprises me. They... So the guy who did
1: S-Town, I mentioned S-Town a You mentioned ago. S-Town a million times.
0: You love S-Town.
1: So he's done a new one, which is called The Trojan Horse Affair. So just do yourself a little favour.
0: Trojan heard... Horse Affair, what's it about?
1: Uh, it's about uh Islamic plot to take over schools in... Um, Birmingham, London. Wow. Yeah, it's
0: pretty cool. That sounds pretty heavy. Well,
1: yeah. Ha!
0: Oh, heavy. That's good. Nice.
1: That's all. Well, there you go. I'm not watching any NFL. It's been a dog shit season of NFL. My Falcons play tomorrow. I don't even know whether I'll turn that on. Well,
0: I've basically watched none because it used to be my RDO that I got to watch, but I really haven't had one. So yeah. I've just been sort of looking at the scores or watching a mini here or there, but...
1: Watching some of it, it's like to
0: cut my eyes out. It's like yeah, you know, it's a bit like footy where things go in soccer though. It's like everything was going passing and D backs couldn't do anything and now this year it's like running game, lockdown corners again. The game's just sort of flipped back the complete opposite way again. Yeah. So
1: hmm. not
0: loving it. Interesting. But there you go. That'll wrap us up. Fingers crossed, like I said, for two cracker games this weekend. Hopefully we can look forward to an awesome final in the I'd week. I'd take one good game. That'd be nice. Yeah, well, even still, like you said, if Australia and New Zealand play one of their classics, that'd be great, or if Samoa turned up to the party and give it to England and give us a good contest and a great game, that would be awesome as well. But just something, because as you've said, um, even the closer ones on the weekend, I didn't think were the greatest game. So. All right. Fingers crossed for a cracking contest and uh, look towards things next week where we preview the final and, have a, a bit of a chat about that and anything else that happens, and then we'll be winding down basically uh, in the next week or two and have a bit of a break until we roll into 2023. But for now, enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on, give us more, give us more. Where are you going? Where, whoa, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it?